0: God, you're good, you're in control, you are the King of kings, the Lord of lords, um, and you're in charge. Uh, We pray that you can teach us today from your word. In Jesus' name, amen. So we've been in the series of the Psalms, and we're learning the language to pray, right? And we talked through praying our doubts first week in Psalm 73, and we learned the language of fear in Psalms 3. And I hope this series is causing you to look at the book of Psalm in a new light. And how are you doing? Are you able to bring your truths of your emotions to Jesus? Are the Psalms helping you give language to your prayers? Um, there's so much truth and wisdom in this book, and it teaches and shows us so much about these emotions that we try so hard to bury. And today we're going to draw our attention to Psalm 77, and Psalm 77 is going to teach us to lament. And what is lament? Um, dictionary has defined the word lament as feeling, expressing sorrow, or grief. And Christina Fox, who's a Christian writer, she says, The laments in scripture do more than just voice painful emotions. The Psalms of lament in particular go further than just releasing pent-up emotions. They are more than mere catharsis. Within themselves, these Psalms are a theology, a doxology, and a form of worship. They are reminders of truth, and they exercise in faith. They are transformative for the believer, and there's so much we can learn from them. And, you know, as sinners, as humans, we fail to lament. We fail to remember the work of Jesus. So Psalm 77 is going to give us the language to lament. And it's written by a man named Asaf, and we, we learned about Asaf a couple weeks ago, And Asaph here is in a very discouraging place. He's really down. And three things we see him do. We see him stumble. We see him rest. And then finally, we see him remember. And ultimately, we see through lamenting that we were able to see and be with Jesus. So let's get into it. Let's read Psalm 77. Um, Some of you guys already got the Bible app open. Love it. Um, So... Psalm 77 it says, I cried out to God for help. I cried out to God to hear me. When I was in distress, I sought the Lord. At night, I stretched out untiring hands. I would not be comforted. I remembered you, God, and I groaned. And I meditated, and my spirit grew faint. You kept my eyes from closing. I was too troubled to speak. I thought about the former days, the years of long ago. I remembered my songs in the night, and my heart meditated, and my spirit asked, Will the Lord reject me forever? Will he never show his favor again? Has his unfailing love vanished forever? Has his promise failed for all time? Has God forgotten to be merciful? Do you see those questions? Has he in his anger withheld his compassion? Then I thought, to this I will appeal the years when the Most High stretched out his right hand. Asaph here is in a place where he's questioning God, right? He's suffering. We don't know what he's suffering from, but it seems, it seems pretty intense. Um, he wants his circumstances to change. It's, you know, he talked about he can barely pray. He can't get the words out until it became too heavy. Have you ever had deep sadness that kept you up at night? Maybe you know what it's like to cry yourself to sleep. Have you ever screwed up so bad that you played over and over in your head? You repeat it. So all these questions if you answered yes, yeah, me too. I've been there and I will be there again. And there are no Christians who are winning all the time. If you're a Christian, we're stumbling together. We're stumbling towards glory. And what do I mean by that? We struggle as Christians. We're struggling as hu- we struggle as humans. But Jesus tells us that he's making us new every day and we're becoming more like him every day as Christians, and we're headed to glory. We live in a sinful world, and even though it feels like we're going backwards sometimes, we're actually going forward. Jesus carries us. So, I don't know if you all know this, but the Sarah Harris is a professional runner. She's probably run more half marathons. Yeah, let's give it up for Sarah Harris. She will be signing autographs, but it's a $15 cover charge. Um, so she's, she's probably run more half marathons than anyone I know. Mikey's probably the close second. Um, Sarah was telling me about her one of her marathons this week in the office. And it's actually very, it's a very neat story. She was running her half marathon with her friend Lauren. And, you know, Sarah's a pro, so she's making good time. You know, and about halfway through, she starts feeling her knee hurting. Um, but she's like, it's not too bad. I'm going to keep going. So she goes a mile or two more. And the knee starts to swell, and it becomes unbearable to keep going. Um, she's thinking about quitting, worried that she might injure herself more. And her friend Lauren says, Sarah, don't quit. If you have to go a mile an hour, go a mile an hour. Just give 100%. Just give what you can give. And Sarah does. Round of applause for Sarah. There's about five more uh, claps for Sarah, so get ready. Um, So she gives her best. She finishes, and but you know she might. She's going slow, you know, because she's hurting. She's a lot of pain. It hurts, but she finishes. In the same way, we stumble as Christians. We aren't bolting to the finish line. Life gets hard. We doubt. We fear. We are frustrated. We yell at God. So know that you're not alone if you're struggling. If life is hard for you right now, are you sharing that with someone? Are you letting anyone in? Have you brought it to Jesus? I encourage you, bring it to him. He can take it. He will listen and hear you, even if you're so angry at him. And share it with your small group. Where has life been hard lately? Share with them. We're all stumbling. And these leaders want to hear from you. So we're stumbling towards glory. And next, we're resting towards glory. We're going to skip verses 11 and 12 and come back to it. But notice the change of tone in verse 13. It says, Your ways, God, are holy what god is great is our god you are the god who performs miracles you display your power among the people with your mighty arm you redeemed your people the descendants of jacob and joseph's the water saw you god the water saw you and writhed the very depths were convulsed the clouds poured down water the heavens resounded with thunder your arrows flashed back and forth your thunder was heard in the whirlwind your lightning lit up the world talking about god's greatness the earth trembled and quaked Your path led through the sea, your way through the mighty waters, through your footprints were not seen. You led your people like a flock by the hands of Moses and Aaron. Do you see the change of tone that happened from the beginning of the psalm to the end? Do you see how he went from the deep sorrow to praise of God? And there is trust in God, and there's safety in God, he has. Do you trust God enough to lament to him? And do you trust that he loves you? And is for you and that you can rest in him um, a mentor of mine who, who knew me very well he knew my story he encouraged me to write my own song to write the frustrations of my life out at that moment to lament past frustrations and after i got all my frustrations out on paper i actually began to feel thankfulness towards god um i thanked him for his goodness in my life you know thank him for hearing me and it was it was real it wasn't forced So write write your own psalm to God. Lament to Him. If it doesn't end in praise, that's okay. See what happens when you engage with your loving Father. And why, why did I do that? Why did I turn to praise? Because I remember the good that He's done in my life. I remember His love and kindness in my life. The blessings He has given me. And I remember who He was in His Word. So that's the last point, is remembering glory. Um... Going back to verses 11 and 12, it says, I will remember the deeds of the Lord. Yes, I will remember the miracles of long ago, and I will consider all your works and meditate on it, on your mighty deeds. So, how often are you asking, God, what are you doing in my life? What are you doing in me? How often have you opened up his word and leaned on it? Do you remember the story of the woman at the well? How Jesus approached her. This woman who is seen as unapproachable, dirty. But Jesus approaches her. Do you remember Jesus healing the blind? Those who cannot see, he approached them. He put his hands on them. And do you remember the story of Jesus raising Lazarus from the dead? Wow. Do you remember that? And do you remember Jesus taking the whipping and the beating? Do you remember him carrying his cross? The cross that he'll soon be crucified on. Do you remember the nails and the palms and feet? Do you remember the cry from the cross, the forsakenness that happened that day? And do you remember why why this all happened? It happened because the God of the whole universe loves you. And he sent his son to take on all the sin. All the times you messed up and not only covered your sin, gave you his righteousness. What does that mean? It means every time the father sees you and looks at you, he sees Jesus. He sees you as pure. So that's why. So remember, it's so important to remember when you're stumbling. To remember when you can't seem to find rest to remember who He is. He is your Father and He loves you more than you can ever imagine. He loves you so much that He lets you go to Him and He listens. Your Father loves you. Let's pray. God, You're um, our good Father, a Father who loves us, a Father who sees us in our darkest, deepest places, Sees us in our sorrow and our grief. And we, we pray for faith to lament to you, to bring our emotions, our wounds, our hurts to you, to trust you, to know that you listen and you hear us. Help us remember you and who you are. In Jesus' name, amen.